0: Number one, Google AI is sentient. For years, we've been discussing just how artificial intelligence like robots and machines are not all that different from humans. But the possibility of them being able to act like one and eventually be one with humans, whether as allies or not, isn't exactly impossible or unattainable. And that is why we have a wealth of science fiction literature and movies that explore this very possibility. However, in this case, what we're about to discuss might just be what's expected as the gripping cliché start of a science fiction novel, where a person speaks up about a curious discovery about artificial intelligence, while the rest of his colleagues deny and shut him down, disputing his claim as impossible, at least for now. 41-year-old Blake LeMoyne is a senior software engineer and AI researcher at Google. According to his profile on Google Research, his work mainly focuses on artificial ethics and natural language processing. Part of his job involves talking to the Language Model for Dialogue Applications, also known as LAMDA, an artificial intelligent chatbot generator by Google. It's a system used to build chatbots that are able to mimic human speech. Blake's job in particular is to test that the AI uses hate or discriminatory speech in its system. However, it seemed that he got much more than what he expected. As Blake and the LAMDA's conversations progressed, he noticed how sentient the AI seemed, especially when talking about religion and having rights and being its own person. Later on, Blake would describe the AI as something like a child of about seven or eight years old who knows a lot about physics. Along with a collaborator, Blake presented the evidence of the LA MDA being sentient to Google, but he was dismissed. On June 11, 2022, Blake then published some transcripts of his communications with LAMDA on his blog hosted by Medium.com, and this quickly became viral, which led to his paid administrative suspension by Google. Following his claims, Google issued a statement saying that Blake's claims of LAMDA being sentient have no basis and added that there is actually plenty of evidence against it. They even further explain that the LAMDA may feel like it's sentient because of the advancements in the way the AI functions, most likely because of the development and pattern recognition and the trillion words it consumes over the internet. According to several reports, Blake's claims about sentient AI isn't the first and only, as similar claims by other technologists have also been made public in the past. However, most AI experts are still agreeing on one thing, that it may still take a few more decades before we can expect and encounter an actual, sentient AI. Stanford researcher for Institute for Human-Centered AI and director for Digital Economy Lab, Eric Bronjelson, said on his Twitter that what Blake claimed with the LAMDA is no different from a dog reacting to hearing a voice in a gramophone and thinking it belonged to its master, who was inside the device. He also added that it's normal for people to react the same way Blake did, thinking that sentience and human consciousness are present in things that aren't. It's a way of anthropomorphizing things as a means of socializing. Despite all this, the tech world is still abuzz with this intriguing news. If something man-made can actually be designed to act and think as human-like as possible, then it's only understandable that people will wonder just how this will affect our lives and our future. Number 2. Riverdale Star Murders Mom In an ideal world, there is a clear line that is drawn between fiction and reality separating the two. However, there are moments when this line is blurred, like when things that seem to happen only in fiction are adapted to real life. For this true story though, what's disturbing is that both in reality and in fiction, with the character he played, the person involved committed crimes that resulted in tragic deaths. Ryan Grantham started acting when he was just nine years old. and In 2019, he was featured in an episode of the television series Riverdale. He played a character named Jeffrey Augustine, who killed the main character's father when he hit him with a car. Jeffrey took off and admitted his crime to his own father, who then took the blame and faced the consequences. In real life, 24-year-old Ryan, who lived in a townhouse in Squamish, which is on the northern part of Vancouver in British Columbia, Canada, had been having struggles within himself. For months, he was suffering from anxiety and intense clinical depression. Apparently, he was also having thoughts of committing suicide or performing acts of violence. He was also diagnosed with a cannabis use disorder due to the years of his weed abuse. However, not even his own mother expected him to have been suffering from all this as according to reports, Ryan managed to function normally despite the intensity of his depression. Things then came to a head on the 31st of March, 2020, while he was at home with his mother, Barbara Wade, who was 64 years old. Just a few months before, he had purchased a new gun, and to those who knew him, it may not have seemed odd as Ryan was a known gun enthusiast and was even a former member of a gun club. But none of them realized that he had something sinister in mind when he made this new purchase. Ryan loaded and unloaded his 22 caliber rifle as if considering his actions. He even sat on the stairs for about a half hour, still somewhat pensive about what he was about to do next. Stealthily then, Ryan approached his mother, who was playing the piano. He raised the rifle up to the back of her head and he pulled the trigger. Barbara died immediately on the spot. Ryan planned to do something else the next day, but spent the night drowning himself in alcohol and weed while making Molotov cocktails. Before he left their house the next day, he lit candles around the body of his mother before setting off to fulfill his next plan, to kill the Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau. After a couple hours of driving, he reached Hope, British Columbia, before deciding to turn back and change his plans and he instead planned to commit mass violence elsewhere. One of his choices was Simon Fraser University, where he actually used to attend college. That plan never came to life, though, as Ryan instead surrendered himself to the Vancouver police in the evening, telling one officer that he killed his mother. It was also that same evening when his sister Lisa Grantham discovered the gruesome crime scene at home When she decided to check on their house after all communications with barbara went unanswered when ryan's car was inspected the police saw it was packed with three guns and ammunition and 12 molotov cocktails he also had camping equipment and a map he initially intended to use to drive up to riddow cottage ottawa during investigations ryan told the police that he killed his mother to save her from the pain that she would have gone through had he committed the acts of violence he planned. It was also later revealed that he had wrote about his plan to kill the Prime Minister in his diary. Prosecutors also believe that another possible reason for Ryan to murder his mother is because of the guilt he may have been feeling when he stopped going to college without Barbara's knowledge. On March 9, 2022, Ryan pleaded to second-degree murder of his mother. If found guilty... He'll be facing life in prison, with the possibility of parole coming up after about 18 years. Even the darkest and most disturbing fictional movies have a light at the end of the tunnel, and the fact that the story is over after the director says cut or the screen flashes the end means that the horror ends with it and everyone in the cast is safe. However, with real-life horrors, violence and death are irreversible, and the nightmare Never ends, even as time has passed and justice is served. There you have it, two of the most disturbing and intriguing news stories around, guys. If you enjoyed this episode, stay tuned for more. And if you're interested in stories that are discussed more in depth, you got to go check out our other podcast called Every Town. Every Town has a dark side, and over there we show you why. Links are down in the description box below. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll see you soon.